We're joined in studio for the next handful of minutes until I piss them off and they leave anyway by a couple of the leading lights from the Sky City Breakers. Uh, we are joined by Ty Wesley. Ty, welcome to the program. I trust you're well. Yep, I'm yep, doing great. You Thank are. you. And, um, and, and, and Captain Abercrombie. Last G'day, time we Darcy. spoke, you'd been given the captaincy, but you didn't tell me, and I found out later on in the this? piece. I, I think maybe we'd recorded the interview. I don't the, think the, I'd uh, been told then either. <laughs> so. How does it feel? Um, not too different, to be honest. It's uh, yeah, a little bit more responsibility, I guess, to, to be a leader within the group, but um, that's something I've been doing anyway for a few years now, and uh, it's nice to have a guy like Ty with me who's um, you know, a big voice out there as well. So it's... Um, yeah, it'll be fun. So it's a team effort, like it always is, because this is something that's always been about the breakers. It's been about everybody. It's not been about one or two guys being the rock stars, is, and you're going to carry that on. You're in a bit of trouble as a as a team if you've only got one voice out there speaking up all the time. So we're lucky we've got some good vets in the team and guys who have been around and played um, in a lot of different places who can you know share their thoughts and experiences. What do you think of him as a skipper then, Ty? Is he going to go all right? Like Well, like he said, it's not much difference. We all look to him as the captain anyways before he was named captain. So he, the way he carries himself and, and the professionalism that he brings, it's uh, it was a pretty easy choice for everybody involved. What does a captain actually do on the floor? What, what is your role? Well, I mean, it's not like rugby where You'd get to you're, talk to the the, ref. you're the coach and the captain <laughs> out there. Um, yeah, at least in basketball, the, the coach is pretty hands-on. So I guess your job is... I won't say a captain, but as a leader is just to make sure all the guys are on the same page and, um, you know, when stuff goes wrong on court, which inevitably it will at some time, um, making sure guys are staying together and staying focused and things like that, relaying key messages and, and just being another voice for the coaches out there. What happens when you stink the joint up, like when you're not having a great day shooting, like the first game? Yeah, that's the thing. I guess you um, you can't... <laughs> Let that affect how you. I had act to say it. I'm sorry. I can't, I'm not hiding from this. <laughs> Stop playing Thank with you, the Ty. toys in here, Ty. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a that's a learning thing. I guess you can't just put your head down and um, sulk because you're not having a good game. You still got to be talking out there and, and and be a good leader for the boys. But um, obviously that first game wasn't wasn't good for me or um, the team. It was a you know, poor performance, but much better on the weekend against uh, Melbourne. What's well, going to happen, isn't it, in basketball? We know it's a game of runs, and sometimes maybe you just have those days where things just don't go down, and it's just a stinker, and you can't, I suppose, dwell on that because it's an intense season. There's a lot of games you're playing, and if you rest on that and start worrying about it, it's going to get spiral downhill, isn't it? Yeah, you said it for me. There um, you go. <laughs> I should interview myself <laughs> instead. I mean, there's so many double headers throughout the season. Like We're playing one game and uh, you know another game two days later, so you, you can't dwell on anything. You... You don't get too high on the highs, you don't get too low on the lows. And, um, you know, we we made a real conscious effort against Melbourne to come and back up and get that first win on the board. It was, it was a really important game to to not only win, but just come out and play well after how we played in the first game. Um, you know, I think we, we took a lot of steps in the right direction in terms of how we how we played together as a team. Um, you know, that first game, you know, it, it didn't feel like breakers basketball at all. It was... Um, disjointed and we didn't have our rhythm and flow offensively and we started to get that against Melbourne which was good. Mm, Ty, um, welcome back. It's great to have you back again. <laughs> Thank you. What, what's the, you, you, you're back in Auckland Colours again, you're back over here after, how do you describe last season? I, I think you were the, the, the accidental hero. I, I don't think you expected that much court time in Melbourne, did you? And by hook or by crook you ended up getting it and you ended up being a pivotal part of that championship run. Is that that's a fair thing to say? 
Yeah, that's a fair thing to say, especially from the year that I had before. You know, the previous year, I I was very frustrated. I didn't get a lot of court time, and it wasn't the year that I had pictured. So uh, my expectations were very low going into the next season. Um, but that season, last season with Melbourne, was was one of the ones that, you know, set me back on, on track, and, and I, it was able for me to find that love and that passion for basketball again that I I felt like I had lost that first year. Um, and like you said, uh, you know, I, I took on a role that I didn't think I would at the start of the year, especially when you look at the team that we had on paper. We had a very, very good team on paper. So to have the as big a role as I did was uh, would have, was sh- was a little bit surprising, but, but I relished it and enjoyed every moment of it. And, uh, you know, it'll be a season that I rem- remember for a while. So what happened the year before that? You said you've lost your love for the game. Was there something that occurred that, that did that? Was it the team structure? Was it your headspace? What, what, what did you... Because it must have been devastating. What devastating? Pretty damn disappointing for that because you got high standards. Yeah. You know, I went to Melbourne with pretty high standards. Um, and, you know, myself and the coach there, was it was Dean Demopoulos. We just didn't see things the way, you know, we didn't see eye to eye. And my minutes fell off. We got into a lot of arguments. I was I turned into a pretty negative person around him. Every time I played basketball, I was very negative in practice. And, neg- and then I'd take that home and was negative around my wife and my kids. And so... It was uh, it was unfortunate. I I didn't I just didn't wasn't happy playing basketball, which you know shouldn't be the case. So the reconnection with uh, Dean when he came over that was probably quite helpful, I'd suggest. Yes. So it was that, and it was uh, I went and played in Wellington with the Saints for KB, and and that's where I felt like I could get back to just playing basketball and gain my confidence. Then I went into the season with Dean Vickerman, very high on confidence, and. Uh, and then and he helped me and he built that confidence and and then by putting the ball in my hands as much as he did you know that really gave me a lot more confidence i keep mentioning on air when you're not here but i've got to bring it up now i'm not annoying you tom but i've got to talk about your shape you're looking very svelte which is a word we probably not used for you previously what is svelte Svelte. you're a basketballer okay just go look it up s-v-e-l-t i'll google over here you do that uh you had the most excellent defensive butt in the whole competition uh you, you use that to to, to to great effect you really yes, did yes. there's no doubt about that it's done gone what happened are you feeling better you're, you're obviously lighter you're what was the guts there um uh that's i don't know maybe i just my wife's been sneaking vegetables into my meals i don't know really <laughs> no so this is not a deliberate thing well in melbourne so the the lifestyle in melbourne's a little different not the lifestyle excuse me the way that the program is run so they were on, they had us on very strict diets we met, met with the nutritionist every single month and they did skinfolds every single month and if if your skinfolds didn't go down they would fine you so whoa they they were very strict i mean before every game we had a a pee test where they checked our hydration and they they were viable to find us if our hydration wasn't at the right level. So it was it was they ran a little bit of a tighter ship, but that helped me have a different lifestyle. So I don't eat like I used to eat and eat the things that I used to eat as much anymore. If I want a big brownie with ice cream, well I'm gonna wait till a weekend maybe after the game instead of every day. All day. <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed any, any difference in the way he plays with that, or am I making too much of this, Tom? Um, oh, he certainly came into preseason in, in great shape, um, and he's—I mean, we, we had a tough preseason too. We did a lot of running, I think, which has helped him and, and a lot of the guys sort of getting getting good shape. But um, you know, certainly, I think Ty set a great example for all the boys in, in the way that he came back from 
the off season and really got after it in the pre season and the the shape that he was in. So um, he's not yeah, shooting he his mouth off around the gym, is he? About skin fold tests every other <laughs> week because you don't want that happening at the breakers, surely? No, no, no. Well, he can't give me too much stick about skin folds. I've never had any issues here. Yeah, uh, you're the last person in the world we can <laughs> fat shame on. If there's any doubt about that. Tom Abercrombie joining us in studio along with uh, Ty Wesley, head of uh, game number three. So you started off, you didn't have the greatest game. I was setting up on Friday night uh, watching uh, Melbourne play. It was Illawarra. Yeah. First overtime. Second yeah. overtime. Third overtime. I was like, I'm getting tired. I've actually got to go to bed. <laughs> Come to fourth overtime. So I'm going to bed. United can't win. They'll have no legs. And they started off well. It was a good tussle that game, but they just they fell away in the end. I don't know if you can entirely put it down to the fact they played an extra half of basketball only a couple of days earlier, but it must have helped. Yeah, I mean, it's you can't not be affected by a, by a game like that. Like Casper, we played 55 minutes, which Man. is ridiculous. I played 22 minutes, I think, against Melbourne on the weekend, and I was stuffed after that game. Um, so to play that amount of time and have to back up two days later uh, it was certainly a conscious effort of ours to really get after them, push the pace. Uh, we knew that maybe you know the first quarter it's not going to have an effect, but later in the game, uh, I think you saw they you know they missed some shots they they normally make and things. And Shay did an awesome job of just hounding him up and down the floor the whole game, and you know that stuff takes its toll. So um, I was you know to be honest, I was surprised with how they came out. They came out um, really really good, and they were pushing the pace on us. Yeah. Um, but you know I think we we ground them down over the game, and that was certainly a um, a game plan of ours. I, I like the fact there was a game plan. There's no point in ignoring something as obvious as that, is there? These guys are shot. Let's just run them off the court. I got Why a question you? for you. Yeah, what? Uh-oh. Did you go to bed after the fourth overtime or did you stay up and finish it? Hey, no, no. I went to bed uh, no just way. at the start of the fourth overtime. I could have. It was too late, man. I, got, uh, I was the same boat, but yeah, I stayed up. Yeah, I couldn't yeah, so, go to bed. I was yeah, jacked. You, you could? Yeah, well, okay. Well, did, do you have a, like an eight-year-old that wakes up at six in the morning? And, no, you probably, no, you're not, not that old. But you I got, got a three-year-old and a one-year-old that wake up five times throughout the night. I got on last Go. night oh wow <laughs> three-year-old oh Thanks. you lucky in the mouth <laughs> no, no no in the back no. hey don't laugh he got this me in happens, the back happened Jesus. to my neighbor changing nappy in the middle of the night what's that oh no oh the joy of being a pops yep. How, how's that working for you as an athlete because it's a i like to use the word game changer because it's not it working is. very good. Uh, but, but the wife's been great. She's. We have a rule in our house. The, the day before the game, I get to sleep in the other room by myself with no distractions. So you love double hitters. I love road trips. <laughs> road trips, I don't... I just have to... You know, Majuk tries to mess with me sometimes as my roommate. But other than that, good. Road trips are... Are good sleeping days. How's the um the the team dynamic working? This always takes a while, and it's an, it's an issue, isn't it? With what's well, an issue, but with the NBL because you've constantly got new guys, new imports coming in, the roster's changing all the time. So getting that rhythm on court and off court is a key to any successful season. So how's that developing? It's not all going to happen overnight, but do you see it progressing, Tom? Yeah, no, I think all the guys have have got a really good camaraderie off the court at the moment, and um, everyone gets along, and is a. There's a good buzz amongst the group uh, when we're off the court, and I think it's you know it's early days. This this stuff really gets tested when you go through some adversity, which is bound to happen at some point throughout the season. That's when you know your relationships and chemistry and thing get, gets tested. Um, but I like the foundation that we've set so far. Um, you know, we've had a, a good, fun preseason, getting to know each other, and I think the the base is there, um, and we're ready for you know when that adversity does hit. What about on court? 
because this is a rhythm as well that's a hard thing to get used to. You mentioned at the start, the very first game, trying to find that and, and people, I suppose, understanding tendencies of your teammates and where they go, what they like to do, how they operate under pressure and, and not so. Is that on yeah, its way? Yeah, I mean, that's just going to get better and better. Like, um, I think we, yeah, we were a little underdone in terms of preseason and the amount of games we play. We didn't have a lot of preseason games. We didn't have any preseason games bar the Phoenix game where we had a whole group together. Well, you had together. to travel halfway across the world to do it. Yeah, that was and that's a different game. Like I said, the, the NBA game is a different different game to the NBL. So, um, you know, I feel like we're still hitting our strides and developing that chemistry on the court. And it's going to come. I think our ceiling as a group, um, you know, there's so much potential on our team. Um, you know, we can be really, really good, uh, but we do have a long way to go still. How, how different is the club from when you last played to now? Because there's been a number of changes at all sorts of different levels, Ty. What have you noticed to the to the positive and to the negative? It's very different. Um, it's a lot younger of a group is what I've noticed. Uh, you know, me and Tom and Corey are pretty much the three old guys on the uh, on the team. Whereas, you know, looking back when I first got to New Zealand, I didn't feel like I was one of the older guys. You know, I felt like I was one of the younger guys running around with with, uh, with Shea and... Jordan Atai and them, but because what have they had? They had Kirk and CJ and Kirk, oh CJ and uh, Mika, Mika and yep. Pledger. And Pledger's not one of the old guys, but he's been around, you know, this club for a long time. And so the you know when you play for the Breakers, you think you'll play f- with guys like you know Kirk and Mika and Tom and, but now it's just Tom and we brought back Corey, which helps, you know. So it's a different it's a different face for sure, but uh, you know, Young has has been good for us, so hopefully that works. I'm presuming you feed off that energy. Yeah, yeah. There's a buzz, like Tommy said. There's a buzz in our locker room that you know all the guys get along, and we all. Some of us are in different boats, but we have a group like Tom and Pat and myself and Corey. We have, we have kids, and we can talk about things like that. And then the other guys are talking about Grand Theft Auto. The other guys are like, "Shut up about your kids." Yeah, they're talking about <laughs> uh, what was that game? Fortnite. Oh no, not you too. Not me. Good. You, Tom. Me. You. Yeah. Are you a gamer? Uh, I'm a road gamer. What, so oh, I've got kids as well, so I don't play games at home. But no. when I go on the road, I do you just, I get my gaming in. You're in a child pops up, and it's like, yeah, yeah. I can behave like it. Yeah, right. Okay, fine. But tell me, uh, Kevin Braswell, did you play with him? Yes. Yeah, I played two seasons <laughs> yeah. with him. Yeah. Damn. It was I a while Richard ago. Clark, email. Yeah, I remember because he's come up the studio. KB, Kevin yep. Braswell, and and do an hour long program with us way back when, and, and now suddenly he's, he's the coach. How's that dynamic for you? Um, oh, it's it's nothing out of the ordinary. I think um, you know, I was in the same boat with Paulie when right. I enough, was yeah. first coached by yeah. him. Um, you know, he was a, a guy that I played with. So, um, you know, that dynamic shifts pretty quickly. And I think KB, the advantage that both those guys have is they have great relationships with the players, and um, you know, he's able to be frank and honest with us and give us feedback when we need it and he'll take it as well if we've got something to say to him which is good so that's open freeway of communication there's no for sure. dramas there for sure no kb doesn't hold anything back like he'll, he'll tell you how it is um and guys are used to that and um i've been really impressed with how he communicates with the group and he's a he's a really strong talker and um you know is able to put it in a way where guys are able to take it um you know it's not always good stuff um especially in pre-season there's a lot of bad stuff that <laughs> needs to be talked about but um yeah he's done a great job of doing that so is he an x's and o's kind of guy or a shouty kind of guy type because you've had experience with him obviously at a, at a lower level a little bit of both he's definitely a shouty guy you know he'll put you in your place uh the, the worst part about it is he still thinks he has it on the court so he'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll put on his basketball shoes and try to come out and run around with us and uh 
if he if he gets you if he, you know if he scores on you you'll hear about it for the next month so you got to be on the video the next day for yeah, sure you got to be on your game when he comes out and plays bit of tension between him and Judd Flavel considering that Judd pinched his title just before they got together as a coach and assistant coach he must love that uh, yeah well Judd does a good job of not reminding him that's <laughs> smart but uh but some of the players that were on that team like Jared Weeks and Tom Vondanovich they give a they poke the bear a little bit and what about the situation we just found out in the last couple of days of, of, of Paulie Hingane? I mean, they, suddenly he's going off to coach United as an assistant coach. Like, wow, out of that. It's, a, it's an, an interesting paradigm, isn't it? Yeah. it's To be honest, it's not that surprising. You know, Dino and him were a great team here. Uh, I think that really helps Melbourne United as, uh, you know, their coaching staff has got a lot better with, with Paulie on, on their staff. Yeah. Yeah. Um... It's a, a, an unbelievable pickup for them. Uh, you know, Paulie's a an incredible coach, and for Dino to have him as an assistant is, um, you know, it's going to make them very tough. As Ty said, it was something that pretty much came out of the blue. Though I think everyone got a bit of a shock. No one saw that coming, including Paulie, probably. No, he didn't. No, um, he thought he was bringing up. He's talked to us before that um, Dino was offering him a job for next season. Didn't yeah. realise it was right yeah. here, right now. So, so it would just give us a bit more to talk about when the Tall Blacks come together, which would be good. Which would be good because you've got the uh, when it qualify what late November, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, sometime in November. Um, I'm not sure the exact dates yet. I think we we play over in Perth and then we um, fly straight down to Christchurch from Perth for that. First game, and then right, that's nothing and compared to what you were doing for the last round of qualifying. Yeah, no, the last window was <laughs> oh, ridiculous. It was not a bad one to miss, okay. to be honest. So, what happened now? Melbourne's turning into um, Brisbane Bullets Part Two because they've got half the Breakers staff over there. Well, <laughs> what's what's going to happen next? Spread. Yeah, yeah, the spread is is happening. Um, I don't know if there's too much more to spread around though. Uh, we've got. Um, there's been a few complaints about the um, experience for the for the punters on that first up game. Well, we're told by Dylan Boucher, the mighty Bush, uh, the voice, as I like to call him, that things have changed come Sunday and they've listened to the concerns of the fans. Did, did you guys as players notice any different what was happening off court or are you way too focused on what you're doing? Yeah, to be honest, you don't notice anything really that's going on in terms of all that stuff. Um, you're so focused on the game. But, you know, we've heard the... The comments and things, and there's obviously some some fans who are a little um, upset with the how the game night went, and there has been a lot of changes upstairs, just like there's been a lot of changes on the court. And um, you know, the, like I said, those guys have got some great ideas, and I'm not, I'm sure that that whole game night experience is going to smooth out, and they'll find their feet and things. And um, a lot of that responsibility fall, falls on us as players too. You know, like we we stunk it up out there. We didn't create any excitement for the fans to cheer about and we we got to bring that energy that's what the crowd really feeds off uh more so than music or anything like that they they feed off when we play well and when, when we're you know hustling for rebounds and getting dunks and things like that that's what gets the crowd into try it things like maybe you know being aggressive on your on your offensive boards for example maybe that's just what hey well, i've got tickets to get i got tickets to give away so people can experience the game day experience for themselves uh, Ty, you got a question that we can put out to the punters. I've got two doubles to give away. Yes. What's something that they might have to struggle to answer? They might not be able to Google. Mm. And the quicker you get this done, the quicker I'll release you from the studio and to put up with me anymore. How Maybe. tall is Darcy? Okay, how tall am I? In centimetres, please, because uh, I was born well after the metric system did change from the imperial system. Uh, Great put that question. On 5009. No lying either. With your full name, please. That's Christian name and surname. And uh, we'll have two doubles to give away to that match coming up against the Sydney Kings, uh, 2 p.m. on Sunday 
up at Spark Arena. And with that, we thank you guys very much for taking the time uh, to come in the studio. Always a pleasure. I'm uh, looking forward to see you guys going on to bigger and better things. Uh, Ty Wesley and uh, Team Skipper, Tom Abercrombie, thanks for yours. Thank, thank you, you, Darcy.